here we go. This we're recording has discusses with Dan. Dan who? Dan Eden. Dan Eden. The Garden of Eden. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just like this is a word association. <laughs> so an intervention. It's a film. Mm-hmm. It's your third film. So educate me on your other films that you've done before this. I just got I got an early screener of this. Hold on. I got an early screener of this. And um Damn, bro. It's like I know a lot of people who like the office and parks and recreation and all that shit, and they'll be like, they'll they'll love this. I, oh. I the the audience is like set in stone, you know. And I awesome. feel like that's your intention. Tell me about your other movies. I know nothing. Sure, sure. Um, before that, I did a film. Is it? Let's go back to 2018. Ooh. Even though I shot it in 2016, film called Villain. Uh, found footage, no budget. Shot on like a Canon Mark uh, Mark Five D, and uh, yeah, definitely. And we went to uh, the Chicago Comic Con, uh, the C two E two, because we have two of them, Wizard World and and the C two E two. I prefer that one. And uh, we thought we'd make uh, kind of like a horror movie, kind of like a Halloween type, like when the babysitters walk through Haddonfield in the suburbs in the first half of the movie. But what if it was at a comic convention kind of deal and Michael Myers had a camera, you know, so we got to see his perspective. And that was the impetus. And it was it was, you know, I don't think I marketed it nearly. I'm not I didn't go nearly as hard uh, as I did with that one as I am this one. So I kind of blame myself for for people not seeing it, but it is on YouTube in its entirety. And it also infringes on a lot of copyrights like DC, Marvel imagery. I mean, the okay. bad guy wears a court of owls mask from uh, Batman. Oh, so. you read that part of a Batman? Yeah, Bro. Scott Snyder. Yeah, that's my theory with the new Batman movie is that it's going to be like full on. I love it. Court of yeah. owls, like behind, and they're not showing it in the trailers, and that's why, like, it's like so the Riddler might be a pawn or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. the I Riddler. Yeah. I feel like with most of the popular Riddler. I mean, popular mm-hmm. Batman villains is um, they're always like the gateway into something larger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the um, besides like Joker and then like uh, Bane is really part of the whole Leah Shadows crew or whatever. You know what I mean? There's always some mm-hmm. connection with like Raz yeah. or some shit. Guy behind the guy kind of deal. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah, that's the curtains. <laughs> curtains if is a way of, I feel like what I'm hearing though is you like that fucking gorilla, gorilla style like we're just like absolutely you don't you're not trying to be like Nolan <laughs> like you're just trying to you want to have a more like raw oh god run and gun safty who wouldn't love to be Nolan but yeah safty ooh that's a good that's a great reference and that's a high compliment if if I would ever get any comparison because uncut gems is I mean who didn't love that movie right. Bro, I was um, I've I, that's that's out of all the movies from 2019, that's the movie I rewatched the most. I've yeah. seen it probably 30 times. Like I, I bought it before it was even put on Netflix. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> before um, it was either that or Joker is probably my favorite of last year. Certainly, yeah. The Lighthouse too. You know, I didn't see that yet. Is it good? If you've uh, read up on like old 20s pulp horror. Can't say I have, but it's <laughs> just old, just old stories where like I don't know, like Lovecraftian, real old, like old school. Everybody has an accent and like some <laughs> some weird like. Right. I know. North... Um, 
I like the witch, but that's going back a little bit uh, before that. But that's what he's good at is he's good at period pieces, mm-hmm. but like makes it so like it's like this twisted, disgusting movie. It's like disgusting, you know. Um, I have to check it out. Yeah, really disgusting movie. <laughs> um, now let's talk about your movie though, okay? Okay. Um, I'd have to say right off the bat, the interventionist is my favorite character. <laughs> He's the funniest character of the whole movie. Like him, okay. him and the um people person who's being interventioned or mm-hmm. whatever. It is, you know what I mean? Those were like genuine characters, but I feel like every character at least. I remembered them. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, like, news anchor number one. Like, (laughs) I mean, you know, but other than that, every character in the intervention was, like... Good, good. I know all of them. What was um, your favorite to write, or what? um, Well, I was going to ask you, are you a fan of Christopher Guest movies? Like, those those Waiting for Guffman, Best in Shows... Uh, or Mighty Wind, or um, he did that Mascots movie on Netflix. Because that's really that on your website. That's really um, what inspired us. And those, I think, really, I was just trying to up my game to the Christopher Guest level because he fleshes out such big 3D characters. And sometimes they feel broad and like caricatures, but then they get these moments of humanity. And that's what we were going for in this. Sorry, to, to I digress a little bit there. Um, no, what was the question? Your inspiration. We got to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. So what is Econ Film? Econ Film, well, it started as um, we were doing plays, sketches, sketch comedy in 2009 at a theater called Gorilla Tango in Chicago off of like Damon in Milwaukee. Um, I I don't know if it's still there. They specialize a lot in burlesque, like funny, like, uh, you know, kind of raunchy shows. And uh, but we were doing sketch comedy and then we segued into filmmaking. Um, we shot our first feature at the Skokie location that they owned for a brief period. It was open to us. We had carte blanche to shoot a movie and we wanted to make it about theater because it was at a theater. You know, you kind of you need to use what you have when it comes to Was that to called filmmaking. We Hate Theater or something? Uh, I Hate Theater. I hate yeah. Theater. yeah. Yeah. I saw that on the website. I was just. Yeah. yeah. And that was uh, based adapted from a play that we did. And it's about these dumb people putting on a show. Uh, they're supposed to be caricature versions, certainly not us, but these really dumb, ignorant versions of us trying to put on a really crass, stupid, like edgelordy sketch comedy show and just falling flat on our asses as we should and offending some people along the way. It's a it's kind of an edgelordy comedy. We shot it in 2012. Uh, we released it three years later, and uh, I think it shows its date, um, to mm. be perfectly honest. So I think this intervention is uh, the best we've done. I certainly I think villain certainly always have a part and place in my heart I hate theater you know less so but certainly has a place there as well you know speaking of like movies that you shot like a while ago but released later one mm-hmm. that came out this year was the vast of night I don't know if you heard about that I shot think, in yeah. 2016 released this year because mm-hmm. of hell like you know special effects and like it's a UFO movie about like set in New Mexico around like a small town in the 50s and so like is there something where like you're sitting on a bunch of footage and you're just like stressed out for a minute and you just really can't do anything that's the reason like i have no good excuse why the movie uh hasn't been released until now 
and that's that's exactly like it's it, it was kind of overwhelming sitting on the hours and hours of footage because we shot continuously for two days and then we did some pickups for like another three days so we had hours of footage it, it's intimidating it's fun but you have to kind of climb the mountain and i didn't want to climb a mountain for years because things get in the way depression anxiety life and i really i'm ashamed to say that this movie should have come out earlier but having said that i don't know where if it would have even got distri distribution in 2013 when we shot it like this is now we have uh, all these streaming services and and new platforms to go through, you know? Was it easy to distribute this film? Yeah, actually quite. I'm like like on your own, because is, is there a parent company ahead of everything, or is it really just you running? Yeah, shit? we made the movie. We sat on the footage. I finally cut it together, and we said, let's get this out to as many people as possible. And then I, I found this one guy, and I do want to give a shout-out. His name is Jay Horton. He is an indie filmmaker, and he makes a living off of – the movies that he makes and he's kind of a one-man band although he does kind of have a his crew and i talked to him i showed him the trailer he said this is pro this looks good i said how do you get your movies out there and he makes these video series you can subscribe to him on youtube well, i'll look it up right now yeah he's he's awesome he's very helpful What's and he has name? a patreon uh j just j period space horton and um he, he's got he a told patreon me, he does, yeah, and I, I'm happy to say I'm a I'm a patron of his. I support him wholeheartedly. Yeah, I have a um, Patreon. It's actually pretty fun. It, I really, it, people underestimate community and shit. Like, I yeah, I'm learning that. Really fun. Like just in general, like the mm -hmm. show is good. But I'm talking about like um, like just yeah, I just interaction got into community, with people actually. who care. <laughs> Like, yeah, or show that like every now and then if somebody likes my co Instagram, I post a lot of stuff to Instagram, just funny little videos about yeah. Drake or something. Mm -hmm. Or um, but if someone like continuously likes my photos, I'll end up mm -hmm. DMing them. Yeah, and I'll be like, "What makes you want to like?" I don't say in a threatening tone, like, "What makes you want to like my videos?" <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, how are you doing? I see the consistent support. You know, that's great. Like, and that, I'm trying to do more of that and i'm starting to see the people who are coming around more and more often and uh yeah i just don't want to be like a nuisance there's the people like you who are like flattered and they're cool with it and then there's the people who are like fuck off dude you know like just they don't like, want support they don't want to be spammed is what it feels okay. like and all i'm trying to do is get the movie out there and doing it in fun ways but trying not to inundate i try to do just one post a day on each platform um but sometimes yeah, uh, yep, Twitter and Instagram. Try to do just one or two a day. You know, I don't try to inundate them. But like, I, I, you have to build that audience. Also, it's a it's a tightrope act, isn't it? You want to stay engaged, but also you don't want to be like buzzing around their face too much, unless they really are into that. I don't know. You yeah. could probably give me some pointers. You know, on building a I community. I just like, I just have. So, I don't know if I see something funny like Drake has a new hairstyle. It looks like Justin Bieber. <laughs> I just said that it looks like Rihanna. I something. saw that. <laughs> Dude, that was fucking hilarious. It was funny, uh, but I'm a, I'm obsessed with Drake, so like he's a, he can do that. But if it was like you're, you're a fan of Drake, I'm or obsessed. you like to make fun of Drake, I both. <laughs> I like to make fun of him a lot, but like it's cool. I you know I never got simultaneously I'm making fun of myself because of how much I act like I'm obsessed with him, and really I'm just making I, fun of him. I gotcha. It's like I'm That's playing funny. a role. It's like the I don't know if you've messed with Duncan Trussell, the podcaster, mm -mm, mm -mm. but he, he's he'll, he'll like he'll like make fake QAnon vi 
videos where like, he supports QAnon. Conspiracy but he hates video? it. He okay. hates QAnon and hates like all the um, Trump supporters. Like he, he's like he's being I, ironic or satirical. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's why great. I am with my Drake obsession because he's <laughs> not really a good person. Like Drake's not really a good person. No, like anecdotally, like people, there's stories about him and stuff. I have footage of him and Odell Beckham jumping a waiter in the back of an alley in L.A. Eesh. And um, he stole like some rapper's flow on a song. He. Mm. But like I love his music though. Doing that. Like his music gets me like to do this, like to do this in general. Mm. It gets me to do that, like just to work out, you know. Just like, hey, is there any music re- that really helps you get you going? Oh gosh, you know, I think, like I, I'm always embarrassed when people ask me what I listen to because I listen to like I'm, I'm still stuck in like 2004. If I'm being honest, I'm 32, going on 33, and I like, man, I just bought. Let's see, I just bought the new front bottoms album like indie punk i like uh basically all the bands that are coming to riot fest in chicago that were supposed to play last september and i'll play next september i'm in i'm pretty much into like i'm a big pup fan um alkaline trio punk? yeah well you pup like the is dead... the band but well, punk is the genre certainly that's what they play well but, um yeah. do you like the dead kennedys yeah like old school like old school punk i don't, not I don't i'm not like so versed in punk but i like mm-hmm late 70s early 80s punk okay like cool. um, like um m- like um descendants agent mm-hmm. orange maybe uh the replacements if i, I like the replacements um, somebody said uh the germs I-, I think i listened to them once the germs yeah that might be that's too punk for me you see like even like i'm not punk enough a lot of punks would say like fuck you man you're not punk enough like that's i just like, like i just like um what do I call it? Like just surf punk from like Cal- mm. I like California punk. Yeah, like, that's why I like Dead Kennedys is because like, like I'm a I'm a I'm a unabashed Green Day fan. Like I don't care. Like their new stuff iffy, but like some of their stuff is great. I I'm frankly like when it hits it hits, but when it misses it misses. Yeah, yeah. With with Green I, Day. Yeah, I think their last album was kind of just last like f- three or four albums are just kind of meh. But like yeah, I've heard a. Uh, the best things about it um yeah yeah so imagine you're just a casual fan like okay. you don't know anything about the movie you just made or no you know something about the, imagine you're a casual fan of the movie that mm-hmm. you made right but you didn't mm-hmm. make it like you're just some random guy around the country and you want to convince your friends to watch this movie okay what films would you compare to the intervent to an intervention to your friends okay. to get them to want to watch that movie you know what i mean like if you're hanging out yeah. with the buddies I'll, okay i'll play the guy and you play the friend okay in this scene ready why do why do i gotta watch this movie what come on man it's awesome like did you did you even go to amazon and check it out like it's uh do you like christopher guest do you like waiting for guffman best in show do you like the office do you like parks I and rec do you like office. Oh, well, who doesn't, right? Like, there's some characters who are kind of similar. Like, I'd say Marsha Hope, she's kind of like a Dwight in the movie. And, you know, we got a Jim. Jim's kind of like the alcoholic in our movie. He does a lot of mugging oh. to the camera. <laughs> but, yeah. no, like, if you like the mock doc style, that comedy, that what we do in the shadows is another great example. The talking head interviews, the cool energy of the handheld and the gorilla style. It's, ah, it's great. I don't know. Let's watch it. End of scene. Okay. <laughs> was I was I too much? Was that too hammy? 
joke, I guess, but like it was just like, <laughs> it was just like you know you made a movie, obviously enthusiastic, but like you know with the whole mock duck stuff, mm-hmm. this seems is the script nothing like the movie, or was it like for us for you? Um, no script, um, basically bullet points of how the day was gonna go, like uh, like Kara, you play Marsha Hope, you're gonna show up at this house in Bolingbrook at two p.m. in character. And this is the context. And at 4 p.m., this needs to happen. And at 5 p.m., this is going to happen. And you just improvise the dialogue. And we're just going to shoot. And we're not even going to cut unless we run out of memory or battery, you know? So I assume there has to be some established chemistry between you and the actors and actresses. Yeah, because um, we started in theater together, you know, working on the stage. And in then the we late said, thousands. <laughs> yeah. Dude, exactly. I just said that. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, like, can you imagine in the future, like, some kid, like, gives you shit and he goes, like, man, what, were you born in the 1900s or something? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um. So it seems as though if you didn't have that chemistry and you just, like, I mean, I, I assume that a couple people were, like, maybe found off backstage, but I feel like some of them were maybe, like, a lot of them were, like, everybody worked well together you know what i mean even though they had these massive differences in the film you know what i mean like never looked awkward in sense of the story but not in sense of like their performances you know you can't you can't predict that stuff like at least you i mean you can you can do rehearsals like and a lot of filmmakers do but ours ours was a very brief process and i'm actually showing some of those clips on the instagram kind of trickling them out the exercises that we did but basically what i wanted to do is create that same atmosphere in the rehearsals so like what i did was i created a context like uh my brother plays greg and my sister-in-law plays chelsea uh, the married couple who throws the intervention (laughs) and uh he is he makes funeral cakes like cakes for funerals and uh so what we did was for the exercise is i shot ahead of time a cooking video with him and then we showed it to the cast and in character they had to pretend to be a focus group and give their notes on what they thought of the video stuff like that like stuff to really put you in the mindset of the characters you know it seemed like there's a lot of uh exercises routinely just to get them like it wasn't just like here's the script let's go like it was just like <laughs> let's hang out like like let's like figure it out together <laughs> there were there were certainly discussion back and forth you know like what's your what do you what do you think of this because what i do is i write a, a bio and i'm doing that for this new movie i'm shooting as well i'm, I'm gonna have a, another one out later this year we're gonna, have, I'm same, gonna have to hear about that yeah same format uh, and as a matter of fact i'm you know i'm in intervention i play one of the documentarians and uh the cinematographer Kevin so like you're the guy who is like saying stuff like yeah what about like or, or you know in the background yeah well it's it's me and kevin actually um there's two of us there's documentary in one and two and they like it really depends in the movie who is going to ask what but um we reprise those characters again in this new movie i'm shooting mm. so it's the same universe the same Dude, aesthetic. You know i like to see though because i feel mm. like the best part the mm-hmm. best part uh in which has the document filmmakers in it is mm-hmm. with the um the main character's sister mm. the uh the with marcia yeah the political woman that was like i feel like she could have her own movie the political <laughs> like her about her campaign or something that's, but like i want to hear a though, bad idea 
That's yeah. not, you know, it's it's funny. Your favorite character uh, pitched to me a spinoff where he like works at the rehabilitation center and we follow him. And uh, I don't know how depressing that would be, but it, it was an idea. It's something that we're flirting with, a spinoff with Liam. A, a cinematic universe about this. I mean... <laughs> Why not? But then again, yeah. I'm not you. So, but I, I, no, I think it's like I think what I think what we're both on to is you build that audience, you get them to love the production company, what we do, you know, and then we start make we build that universe so that we already have that audience built in, you know? Yeah, like, and I feel like the interventionist guy, dude. The <laughs> did he was he really involved? With, I mean, we're obviously you're obviously talking about how like there's a lot of exercises that going into building character, but like, was he like, did he come up with those weird like phone call conversations? Like, it's not porn. Like, <laughs> that was all him. That oh. was all him. All I said to him was, "You're, can we have you get a call from your wife? The context is that you suspect she's cheating, and she keeps interrupting you while you're working. Now just go, you know." And we off camera, one of us called him his phone, and it just. Let him answer and see what happens. You know, that's the fun of, of doing these kinds of movies. And I think for the actors, too, you know, unpredictable. Dude, that's just, <laughs> I want to I want to interview him, man. I oh, see. Mike, I bet he'd be down for it. Seriously, I could set that up, man. But um, he's um, to, to go back. I'm sorry. He does. He has he he's he's had some dark periods in his life and he's learned some things. And he brought that to his character. I'll just say that. He was like the mediator. I mean, obviously that's his job, but like I just messed with that whole concept of his character. But anyways, um, <laughs> talk about what's next. The um, yeah, movie that because you mentioned you were working on something new. What's what is that? The new one is uh, called The Golden Apron. Um, tentatively, unless I don't know if there's you know you got to look for like copyright infringement, but tentatively it's called The Golden Apron because that's the award at the end it's a cooking competition and basically we follow the five chefs at their houses and places of business for the first half of the movie and they cook their signature dish for this the me and kevin the documentarians but also my brother instead of greg he plays this weird european food judge who takes it all very serious and uh we meet them at their houses they cook the signatures and then the third act is the big competition between the uh the the, the chefs and uh, we just see what happens you know, it's just something I love. It's a subculture that I really wanted to explore, you know. What, cooking competitions? Mm-hmm. Just cooking But you're making in it general. into a dramatic feature, you know. Uh, comedy. It's going to be, like, if you thought Intervention was funny, I think Golden Apron is just as funny. We're halfway through shooting, and it's turning out really good. So, uh. I'm just saying, like, cooking competitions are usually shows, so you're making it, like, a feature, so, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's what I meant by dramatic feature. I said gotcha. comedy feature, but you know what I mean. Yeah, words. Gotcha. Ah. <laughs> sorry. What's up with words? Yeah. Hashtag words. Yeah. Um. Me, <laughs> so, is there anything you regret or wish you had done that you like anything with the filmmaking process that you wish you kind of did differently, or are you proud of everything? No, I going back to I hate theater. I think that's the. Like, I wish I debuted with a completely different film. Um, I wish uh, I wish we made something else, and I wish we released it when we shot it, that something else, back in 2012. But that's a lot of wishing, you know? So um, 
I think the content in that is some, I don't agree with a lot of it. I feel like that movie should come with a disclaimer. I feel like it will in the near future. Like that's Did how you release it. It is. It has a very small release. It's on Vimeo. And, um, what's yeah. up with that though? Like, I just know a lot of filmmakers. Like, I was a, a production assistant on this one film and the mm-hmm. filmmaker was like, he's like, all his stuff is released on Vimeo. Like, why does yeah. everybody want to release shit on Vimeo? That's a filmmaker. <laughs> like, is, it, is there you. some subculture I don't know about? Like, turn the reasons um, why Vimeo is the greatest. Uh, I think I think I could speak to that a little bit. A, it's how much memory you can fit on there. I mean, granted, on YouTube you can do eight-hour videos, but the compression on YouTube compared to Vimeo is shit. Like Vimeo oh, has a really yeah very that's why it's a pure it's more of a filmmaker purist uh platform than youtube which is just kind of let's say video makers or you know that's not what youtube's for anymore is it like what is youtube for these i'm asking you <laughs> like what is YouTube it used for? to be yeah it used to be YouTube for like for people everything. who want to discover new things yeah like it's not like, like about like the this sub this sounds mean to myself and other content creators but it's not about like the huge substance of shit Mm-hmm. Like it's about like creating like for instance in terms of new things being discovered. Um, a rapper MF Doom died, and um, I was on Instagram and I found out that he ra- that Drake rapped over one of MF Doom's beats in like 2005, and mm-hmm. I did a reaction video that's gonna release soon. Uh, where I was like reacting to the song and being like, oh shit, this is a great song. Okay. Like ra- Drake rapped over one of the greatest rappers of all times beats and mm-hmm. but nobody really knew about it. So like, I'm just like, I was thinking maybe someone who likes MF Doom and somebody likes Drake will watch that and be like, oh shit. Like, whoa, <laughs> like Drake, Drake. Cause like MF Doom's real underground and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. I'm not saying, and I'm, I have find more value in doing an interview than making those reaction videos because interviews like connection, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. we're talking about like stuff, you know what I mean? But like, I, so you're saying Vimeo is more for like quality. Yeah. Like shit. for, like if you were a cinematographer and you want to show a reel, you'd put Demo it on reel, Vimeo. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. But there's certainly like, to me, like the reason I ask is because I like I know so much has changed over the years like uh, before the filmmaking in 2010 to 2012 I didn't mention this we did three seasons of a web series called three guys one room uh, oh <laughs> yeah I know it sounds raw, like like a gay porn but it's not <laughs> it's just a, a weird dysfunctional sitcom about three guys who happen to live in the where same room this? together where was where, oh it's on YouTube um, you can go it's uh, if you like just literally search 3G1R it's the most successful thing we've done and I'll tell you why because there's a user do you know who Psychic Pebbles is the animator he no. does like raunchy cartoons and he has like a strong following when we first hit he he gave us a shout out and his legion of fans they just came flocking and they just they they ate up most of it um, so they gave us that push that we really needed um you but yeah, talk three to guys. That guy, the uh, animator, and be like, promote, promote my fucking movie. I don't. I don't want to be. You know, it's it's. To, you know, you don't want to be pushy with them. It's hard to be like for me because I'm I'm kind of a introvert. I'm a little shy. Even like doing this, uh, I feel pretty comfortable. But like, I don't I like to be like. <laughs> like like watch the movie, watch the movie, watch the movie. It's like it gets kind of. I can see the other side of it, and people being like, "Fuck off, dude!" You know. Yeah, well, um, 
I think I can connect with you on that, like, shyness to ask people for things. Like, um, I did an interview with, like, some guys in a rap group called Schema Posse. I've interviewed two rappers of the Posse. Mm-hmm. Um, I interview a lot of rappers, and I manage some. Anyways, so I was there's this legendary, like, the creator of the group, Jay Green. He's uh, introduced Wiz Khalifa to Juicy J. He knows, like, 3-6 Mafia, classic rappers, right? And I was like, I, I was like, talking to Lil Zave, I was like, can you get me an interview with Jay Green? It was like a couple months after, and he was like, Jay won't want to do it. And like, I was simultaneously like, sad that I'm not getting a Jay Green interview, but happy that I asked, you know what I mean? That like, I know yeah. like, because like, what would, what would I have been like if I never asked? Like, what would I, I I'd think about that at 2 a.m. in the morning? That's a good point, you know, and I, with, with, even with villain, you know, I have my regrets of not putting it out as much as, as possible. So I guess I'd rather put it out as much as possible. So you got a point there. Yeah. Yeah. So will we, um, see DVDs for the movie ever? Yeah. I just asked, uh, the distributor, uh, yesterday, actually, Who's the distributor? what's the, uh, indie rights they do they're great there there was jay horton who i mentioned and he led me to indie rights and uh it's a woman named linda nelson who uh co-runs the company and uh we've been having some conversations and anyway we submitted the iso we submitted the cover art we should be having a blu-ray out uh within the coming weeks she said to ask uh you know she's been busy she's a very busy woman so like next week i'm supposed to follow up but uh i'd say it's all there. I looked at it. It's a good-looking Blu-ray. Um, we will definitely have a physical copy. I'm going to order that, man. <laughs> I'm going to order that. Awesome. Thanks, man. I'm getting them paychecks. Oh, you know what? I'll send I'll send you one. How about that? I'll do an unboxing. Oh, cool. That'd be great. Maybe. You know, yeah. Maybe it'll be a part of my vlog or something. Because I do a couple vlogs every now and then. Like, this company once uh, wanted me to do it... Um, little affiliate thing where I get like a coupon code and it was for like this company that sells fake money mm-hmm. and um so they sent me like uh, they mailed me this giant package of like fake hundred dollar bills <laughs> and they wanted me to do a video with it and it was a weird video and stuff like but it was pretty fun to do like I was like pranking people with the money and stuff were you doing Mr. Beast stuff like here you get a hundred thousand dollars and I think I will <laughs> and then they get pissed when they find out that you could it's it's toilet paper basically yeah no i dude i want to do that you you're giving me horrible <laughs> ideas but i'm gonna go i don't to, know i'm gonna that go to the ymca <laughs> i'm gonna go to ymca and be like you just won five hundred thousand dollars oh shit oh man I good luck with that <laughs> these hypothetical yeah. people yeah yeah things got dark <laughs> so um speaking on like the whole gist of the movie is it a critique on people who need to make people feel bad about themselves to boost their ego or is it something else more so uh people with major different personality types finding a common ground on a tough subject which one of those two do you think is more accurate or is it a mixture of both i'd say the former would probably be applied to marsh's character but the the, the latter everybody everybody else you know it's, Marcia um, being the ex. Uh, no, Marcia being uh, the sister. Because oh, it, yeah. it sounds like what you're saying with the first point is uh, you said maybe people cutting them down to make them feel better about yeah. themselves. Yeah, that seems like a Marcia move. I think everything else, I don't know, I guess K. Paul, his motivations are selfish in that he wants to look good because he's accomplished everything else in his life. Uh, 
Uh, that's the candy mogul guy. Oh gosh. So like there are selfish motivations, but I'd say it's more the the second point you were saying. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I took away with it. Like I was like writing down all the questions while watching it, and I was like, that huge paragraph that I just said, you know, just blurred out, and I was like, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, that's if you haven't seen it, that's what you'll get out of it. Like people underestimate getting things out of movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, right at the yeah. end, they take something away instead of, like, watching someone's skull be, like, ripped into a thousand pieces. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I love watching that. I think, it, but like, I, hey, know. who doesn't? Yeah. I think what makes it easier to promote these things, honestly, is when they do have a universal message like that. And it's not just uh, fart jokes or, or heads blowing up or the shallow stuff you'd find in a genre picture. Mm-hmm. Heads blowing off is nice though. You know the end scene of Kingsman. You know what I mean. That, that I, yeah, cool. the first Kingsman is great. I can't shit on that movie. The second, the second one, one, though, come on, yeah, dude. come on, man. Like... The second one was good, but like, I mean, like I, I know the first one is not as. I mean, the first one's better, obviously, because like the church scene, like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I'll have to watch the second again because uh, I only saw it once and I compared it a lot to the one which I loved, and I was like, this just ain't cutting it for me. But um, I don't know. So they're making they're gonna have another Kingsman third one that is gonna it's gonna be like the end of the Eggsy and Colin Firth character rela- relationship like you know duo thing, but they're doing the prequel movie this year. Yeah, the King's Man, which yeah, the King's Man, which is a little confusing if you're like a like a typical you know a passing by fan if you're not in it you know. Like is that is that tied to Kingsman? I don't know. I'm not yeah. gonna see it. They're re-releasing Kingsman again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I saw that preview. It it looks decent. I feel like I I, I like I've been starting to tap into like World War One movies. Like I was trying to watch Paths of Glory. Like that, mm. I really wanted to check that one out because Kubrick. Uh, yeah, like I've seen all the Kubrick movies post Strange Love. Okay. Just like cool. a majority of the population probably. <laughs> Um, like, who wants to go check out Lolita? Yeah, I feel like people will like say like, "Oh, you watch Lolita?" Right now, you, now you, yeah, the FBI is now coming to your house. Yeah, no, you got I'm, yeah, I'm you good. got agents outside your house because you watch Lolita once. <laughs> you ta- yeah. you got caught talking about Lolita at work. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I wanna I was um, somebody came up to me, saw me wearing a Clapper Warren shirt, and they're mm. like. Oh, that's directed by Kubrick. He directed Paths of Glory, one of the great anti-war films. And um, I was like, thank you, old man. <laughs> but now I really want to check it out because Full Metal Jacket's an anti-war movie. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and it's such a weird, It's I, I love how schizophrenic the movie is. It's training and then we're in it, you know? that's That's war, baby, right? I think that's what Kubrick's trying to tell us. Yeah, it's like when what, what, what was it when when the shit hits the fan? I forget the rest. It was some lyric. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to like you know um, you heard of the rap group N.W.A. Probably it's like mm-hmm. everybody has. But anyways, um, one of the members, M.C. Something. One of the members that's not the most famous of the three mm-hmm. saw full metal jacket in theaters and was like 
I, I don't want to go to the military anymore because he was like applying to go to the Marines. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not anti-military, but like, I feel like Vietnam War is the best type of of war genre, a war type type of war movie because movie? it really is like it's about a war that really shouldn't happen. Yeah, a lot of those the themes of all those movies is like, what the hell are we doing here? And and pretty much all war movies, but like that one particularly. Yeah. But like at least after watching Dunkirk, it's like we're out. (laughs) You like Dunkirk? You enjoyed that movie? Did you not? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Keep it a beam with me. (laughs) I thought it was uh, well. I liked it better than Tenet. I'll say that. I disagree with you, but um, that's fine. Did but, you like, you like Tenet too? Yeah, but I think that Nolan he's done better than both Tenet and Dunkirk. Agreed. I think Interstellar is his like greatest creation. Is that a hot take for you, or do you like Interstellar? Uh- I've heard I've heard that take before, so it's not hot to me. But I I disagree. I I didn't didn't click with me. So I'm now for me for the last three Nolan movies. What did he do before Interstellar? He did Dark Knight Rises, which I did not like. So like his last three or four movies, I'm not a fan of. And I that sounds like a real fucking douchey thing to say. <laughs> so I'm sorry to everybody out there, the film lovers. But I guess Dunkirk I like the most out of those. I like the intensity. I like the intercutting between the different timelines. I thought that was really unique. And, and he's he always finds a really cool hook. And I really wanted to love Tenet because of that hook. It's just the movie, I hate to say it, like Inception, it holds your hand. In Tenet, they say you're on your own, bro. I kind of needed my hand held a little bit. Mm. Mm. I'm willing to admit that. Like some people, they're like... They, 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 they'll what they need to do is they need to find like a video like a afterwards and then once the video breaks it down they go oh, oh I stopped it's that a year I stopped that years ago okay good them. you should just take a movie as it is like the whole Star Wars thing like and, oh, and this is this is a whole other thing but like you have to to really like understand the whole story you have to read the comics you have to like there's other canon and stuff if if you can't base a movie just solely on what it is I feel like points off Star like, Wars like, is really the only one where I want to do that. Like I mm-hmm. mess with DC and I mess with Marvel mm-hmm. and X Men, but like Star Wars is the only one where I genuinely want to spend my time, like reading up the... on the lore, because like, and... I have huge amount of like I have an unnecessary amount of Star Wars stuff in my life. You know what I mean? Like physically. So you're you're a, a fan of all of them. Let me see. I got. I don't got anything Star Wars here, but I have like a a BB-8 like. Mm-hmm. giant bb8 where i like, built every piece you know what i mean like it's like this tall so yeah you're, you're out of lego is powerful <laughs> yeah and i have like yeah. a giant star destroyer right there really mm-hmm. unnecessary amount of shit <laughs> you know but i guess we're i guess we're going down a path here but what i was saying is um like Tenet, like if I need to supplemental material to go with my movie to appreciate it, then I get points off for the movie itself. You know, they we should have given that material within the movie, the context of the film itself. But, but like I me. like the reason besides that like it I just think that it was like cool to see because I hadn't seen anything like it. The fucking people one people goes forward, one people goes backward, yeah. like what? Like, yeah. never seen that before in a movie. So, like, that's... And also, there's barely any movies released this year. Mm. And that was the first movie I ever saw in theaters this year. 
like not in the whole year, but after the you know lockdown. I, yeah, that was the first movie I'd ever seen in theaters. After that, and then after Tenet, like I saw a couple other movies. Like The Last Shift was a really good mm-hmm. film that came out this year in theaters that I really liked. Um, but this year, dude, I I don't even want to check box office mojo anymore. I used to like every day. It'd be like, it's the sixty seventh day that Uncut Gems is released. How many people went and saw it today? <laughs> like, I'd be like waking up at. 6 a.m., you know, and I just check it, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh. They didn't put it out in 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. We used to do contests, me and uh, Kevin, who helped shoot the movie. We used to do box office prediction contests. Ooh. Be like, who's going to come out number one? And then over the weekend, and we the wager would be Blu-rays, so we'd keep it kind of on brand. We, we did that for a little while, but then we stopped. It was fun, you know? But why would you want to do it now? It's weird. Like the box office is a whole other beast. Not until like two to three years from now or something. They should have a digital box office where like it's like Mm. digital counts the amount of money a digital movie makes. That's Um, a good idea. I'll set that up. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. All right. If I get, I'll I'll throw in a few bucks to the Indiegogo. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get my website designer and all that. Anyways. Who is involved with who is involved with the ninety under ninety podcast and what is that? That is my brother's baby, basically. I'm in every episode. I am the co-host, but he there would be no ninety under ninety podcast without him because he is the webmaster. He records it. He books all the guests, and uh, he's the one who has the little studio in his house in the basement that we record in when we can get together physically lately it's all been zoom like this but mm. it's a movie podcast me and my brother and basically we just discuss any movie that runs under 90 minutes sometimes exactly 90 minutes sometimes we bend the rules but we try to keep it on brand like 89 minutes or lower and uh we just did uh we did jerry seinfeld comedian we did the ladies man uh that snl movie mm-hmm. uh and then you know we have a whole bunch my favorite is the yours mine and ours episode that that kids movie from like 2006 with uh like dennis quaid and renee russo we like that was a fun episode to just kind of shit all over that movie what was your favorite episode kinda, that you've done that would be that one probably the yours mine and ours one mm. I'm, I'm looking at your like twitter right now to see if i can find oh, a link to it that I, was yeah that was probably like 30 episodes ago no, I'm we just did trying re-release to it. Is it on? Do you have a Twitter account for it? Yeah, yeah. It's I believe it's at ninety under ninety or at ninety under ninety podcast. Okay, I found it. Yeah, cool. Alrighty, that's cool. <laughs> I was just I right. keep that tab open for later. Great. Same with the Jay Great. Horton. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Actually, I got learn. Do you think that. I could learn a lot from Jay Horton because I write shit myself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're you're a filmmaker. That's what that, I wanted to do before I did anything I'm doing right now. Yeah, I would I would say, like, even you, you should hit up Jay Horton's YouTube, watch all of his videos. But also, when you're ready and you have a film made and it's ready to go, go to Indie Rights because you can just submit it right there to their website. And then they'll look at it and let you know if they got your back, if they're going to distribute it. And that's exactly what so happened with us. they like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if it reaches, a, if it has a s- certain standard, I guess, but, you know, you saw how rough intervention is around the edges. Let's make no mistake about it. There's no lighting, professional lighting in that movie. Uh, it's just 
cinema verite. It's documentary style. And granted, that is the genre, but they support homegrown indie movies more than I've ever seen. And they give you a shot to actually get distribution. Which What's that I've, called again? Uh, indie Rights. It's like a green logo. All right. Yeah, d- dude, check it out. Hit them up if you have a feature ready to go because they'll help you out. Shouts out to Indie Wright. Sounds like they're very mm-hmm. responsive to indie <laughs> filmmakers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I interviewed this one filmmaker the other week, um, Michael Matteo Rossi. I don't know if you heard of him. What film did he do? Chase, The Sh- Shadows, The Handler, Misogynist. I, I think I saw that episode in your, your feed, and uh, I follow. I believe I follow that film. Where did I find you from? I don't even know where I found you from. I just, you know what I did was I just started liking anybody who, you know, you, what you do is you you find a tag and then you find people discussing the tag or like the hashtag and then you like their stuff and you get the conversation going. Yeah, what so hashtag I, I think we that? hit you up. Probably, we use hashtag filmmaking, hashtag support indie film. Yeah, hashtag, that's probably what I found you from. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Um, I, after I found you, I found like who you followed. And I hit up, like, a bunch of sites for movies and stuff. Okay, so when this is all, this is released, right? But in a couple months, you're probably going to start a new page for one of your new movies, right? New Insta page. Or you're just going to maybe change the title of this account or something. I don't know what um, you're going to do. But, like, where can question. people find you? Where can people find you that's not an intervention movie uh, on social media? Well, that's a little bit tricky, and I can elaborate on that. We had a YouTube channel, Eek Online. Um, you can find that that has all of our short films, uh, some of our live sketch comedy. Here's the thing. Uh, I think it got hacked and I can't access it. I have, I tried to contact YouTube, tried to contact Google. I think somebody changed the, the pass and the email associated with the account. And it's an old account that we hadn't accessed in years. So mm. I think it might be lost and we have to start over. Hence the intervention YouTube and not the econ film having intervention materials on it, you know? So to answer your question, we we have to start over basically with a new movie with a basic. I think I guess we'd have to make a production company, YouTube after this movie so that we have that. Who is we base? Uh, Eek. And that stands for Eden Eden Kirchman. That's myself, my brother and Kevin Kirchman, the documentarian, the other camera guy and Greg in the movie. Okay. So I think we just have to start over. So y'all are like the three producers, like similar how like George Miller had, what do you have? George, George uh, the Miller. Mad Max guy. Um, yeah, George Miller. He, uh, I don't. He had like a uh, two guys that he worked with. I don't know. Three, but like uh, two, man. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> let me find. He had like a whole. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find it because I really mess with George Miller's movies. I haven't seen Happy Feet, and I don't want to. Um, <laughs> Kennedy Miller Mitchell. Okay. That's what it was. But it was originally Kennedy Miller. But dude, shout out to George Miller. I wanna hear I want a new Fury Road or Mad Max movie. You know what I mean? And he's oh, like yeah. he's doing some lawsuit with Warner Brothers because like I expected more royalties from the movie or whatever. Like yeah. you get it, bro. You want money. <laughs> like he's maybe if you make a new movie, you'll make money. What? He's gotta he's gotta make a movie. He's getting up there. He's like eighty. I feel like he's going to end up... Oh, snap. Furiosa... Prequel, is, right? ...is announced for 2023. With uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. She... Who is she in? <laughs> She's in New Mutants as the Russian 
Girl, and she's also in The Witch. She's awesome, frankly. I just saw her in some this year. Uh, Queen's, uh, what's that? The the chess one. Yeah, but I don't watch that. Okay, <laughs> neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peaky Blinders. She's in the latest season of that. Um, she's in a lot of stuff. She's cool. There's a couple people obsessing over Cillian Murphy. Never got it. Oh, I like him. You don't like him? No, I like him. He's cool, but like, you know, it's like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. It's really unhealthy. <laughs> he looks. He looks like he could use a meal, and you know. Uh, he looks a little, a little pale. <laughs> okay, so sh- she was in um, Split. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was gl- the first uh, I seen from her. Unfortunately. Oh, this is this is my favorite. Her it's Playmobil the movie. Playmobil. I'm jagging. Uh, I never seen <laughs> that. I don't plan on it. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So what else? Emma. That's what I want to see as yeah. well. I was really I watched Emma. Uh it was okay. If you like that Jane Austen kind of uh, language, that sort of dialogue, that British dialogue shit. is sword played period piece British shit. <laughs> just British yeah. like I'm a quirky British person. Oh I'm terribly sorry. I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm befuddled. I'm befuddled that I <laughs> walked in on this orgy, oopsie. Just something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you when writing the movie? What did you put emphasis on? I just, wait, um, you, you didn't write a movie. You didn't write this when doing the bullet points. What did you put emphasis on with each bullet point? Like, what were you like? Were the bullet points ever changed? Was it just like here? Was it like start to finish the same bullet points as you wrote it? I I think it was easy to come up with one plan and stick with it because the structure of most interventions is usually just one way which is you get the guy to sit down you get everybody together they read their letters and uh you give them a chance to speak essentially there's more to it than that but uh i knew that that's that was the meat of it i just so i knew so think of that as like kind of like the the base and then all those character moments had to be kind of uh, wrapped around it like the phone calls or uh Kay coming out in the backyard spoilers um Stuff like that, yeah. So, I don't know. I, it, it, nothing, not not much changed in the process. You know, it's just this is how the day's gonna go. It's gonna be an intervention. At this point, you're gonna come in. At this point, this is gonna happen, and uh, that's pretty much it. Because it is, it's, interventions are done in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Aliens mm-hmm. not done in real life. Right. <laughs> so, like, I mean, not that we know of. I mean, I mean, be. I believe I've heard theories that there's a secret space program and they've already been to Mars. But those, they, they this, found UFOs in 2020, apparently. No, I don't. Do you believe that? I don't know what I believe. <laughs> I believe there's just too many people on this earth. Let's get rid of them. Hashtag Thanos was right. Yeah. Just That's kidding. good. I mean, I don't know if I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, um, this I don't know if I like this question. I want to keep it. I'm gonna be honest. Since this film is about substance abuse on some aspects, do you have any political views on illegal substances you'd care to share? If if you don't care to share, sure. be silent. Well, <laughs> sure. I mean, um, I I um, uh, you're asking me what my stance is on on substances. 
I think everything's fine within reason as long as it's not the really hard, deadly stuff. You know, smoke some weed, drink some some booze, but do it within reason. Handle your high, as they say. If you can't, then I hate to say it, but you probably have no business hand dealing with that stuff. But if you know, if you have control, here's the thing: the movie's dedicated to a woman named Tammy Galloway. That's my mom. She died uh, due to alcoholism. So I have that experience. I've been on the peripheral of it, and I choose not to to buy into it sometimes i'll drink like once every few months but it's not my thing so my stance is i'm anti-alcohol but hey if you want to go out have a good time with your friends do it just don't die <laughs> that's it mm. okay that was a good answer i, I don't want Tony <laughs> to be like fuck you that's a stupid question you know what i mean no i like the question i think okay. it's important too with this movie yeah so I feel like this is a good, like, sort of finisher, okay? Sure. Do you want this to, like, blow up, or do you, would you prefer a cult following? That is a good question. Um, you know, I told uh, I told Jer and Kevin, the E and the K and Eek, that uh, I'm not really looking for much money, but I am looking for an audience in exchange for that. And if it is a devout cult audience who is going to stick with us till the next one and the next one, so be it that'd be great because we don't even have that to be honest with you right now i mean we i don't know a few dozen really really devout fans over the years but we're, we're still building we still have building to do i'm being honest you know so yeah i don't need it to be tenant you know yeah well it'd be yeah like have you ever gotten in contact though with like somebody that's like slightly big in terms of the actor sphere to be a part mm. of like anything you've done um can't say that i really have no mm -mm. okay <laughs> anybody Would I consider that... it? maybe but like cold calling a celebrity like on twitter and being like can you be in the movie is one thing going through the proper channels is another and i don't have the proper channels you know yeah um so like what if <laughs> The Golden Apron, that's the next movie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who from this movie would you like to be in that movie? Uh, we, I can answer that. Uh, Marsha, played by Kara Brinkman, the sister, the politician sister. in the movie. Yeah. She gets to actually be a nice character in Golden Apron. She's one of the chefs in the movie, so okay. she's a carryover. But it was really important that I worked with a brand new ensemble for the most part for the golden apron so you're gonna find like five or six new faces who are equally as talented as the faces you'll see in intervention and then the plan with the next movie is to combine those two ensembles for something special a trilogy of eek films there'll <laughs> yes, be a sir. box set released eek all film the, trilogy all the the documentarian trilogy where it's it's me and Kev as the two camera guys. Yep, yeah. that's the plan. Yeah, the docu trilogy, dude. That's gonna be cool. I'm gonna <laughs> see that. I'm gonna buy that box set. I'm telling you, Golden Apron's gonna be great. And I'm like, I think this movie turned out really well. I think Golden Apron's turning out better. So I think, like, I don't want to hype it up too much, but there it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So where? I know where to watch it, but for the listener and viewer, because this is YouTube, but also Spotify, hey. 
Where can okay. you see the movie? Uh, you can go to the only place to watch it is Amazon right now. If you have the app, you can add it to your watch list. You just search an a n space intervention. Uh, it's important that you put an intervention because there's another indie movie called the intervention, and then there's the show intervention. So we're an intervention, and uh, you'll find it there. You could rent it, you could buy it, but uh, between you and me and the listeners and the viewers, it's going to be on Prime very soon. Um, within the next week if you guys want to wait another week to watch it for free but if you want to shell out a few bucks and i know i'm shooting myself in the foot but you know what this is the season still of giving and i think uh it'll be on prime very soon and when it comes on there you should watch it for free definitely review it on amazon at imdb because as i was we were talking about algorithms and stuff like that's that stuff's so important you know what you should do though which Mm -hmm. i saw that it wasn't on letterboxd i am on there uh, and interventions on there uh well dan eden's on there with a bunch of intervention iconography and the the link to the uh amazon to watch it is on there as well but you like, can uh, here let me give you my handle i shit because I, I have a dan really eek uh, let me just be sure i'm gonna do this right now i think it's dan eek because i want to yep add it to the uh the log cool yeah That'd be great. I I try to. I haven't been doing it lately because of this intervention stuff, but I try to do at least uh, twenty five titles a month, maybe fifteen. Yeah. So what's your know. account on there? Uh, Dan Eek, Dan E E K. E E K. Um. <laughs> Dan Eden three. Oh. Actually, uh, I found one that's just Dan Eden, but I don't know if it's. I, I think that does it have the intervention uh, yeah, picture on that profile. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You got one thousand two hundred ninety-five films on there. That I logged. Yeah. How do you have that many? I probably have around like a couple hundred. Well, I just started you. like early this year. It's fun, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah. I just hope that people don't look for it to me like write my entire paragraphs on it because like I review movies on my channel. So like mm-hmm. I hope that they'd be like if you want to see yeah. like the full thoughts go to my pot my other do podcast. Cuz I I that's what I do on Letterboxd. So sometimes I'll do a full one and then hey ladies man if you want a, my full thoughts go to 90 under 90. That's what I do. If there's a lot if I have a really lot to say like a like an uncut gems I'll, I'll write a whole paragraph about it just because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because um, uh, it's a great movie. Or like if I let me think what else this year that I really wanted to write a lot about on Letterbox besides good movie. Um, is the the last shift? It was like about uh fast food. It was like a young fast food worker who's like coming out of prison, and he um. It's like this young fast food where you come out of prison, right? And he gets hired to work at like a chicken shop. But mm-hmm. the other, the he gets trained by like a older gentleman who's been working at the uh, fast food place for like 30 years or okay. something like that. And he's like in his late, like he's really old guy. And like the old guy is real like, they're really different. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Like the old guy oh, has it's the, got uh, Richard Jenkins from uh, Shape of Water. He's great. Yeah, and, but the uh, old guy, like he doesn't have like, responsibility in his life 
Mm-hmm. And he's trying to teach responsibility to someone who, like, is trying to learn his place in the world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not is kind of coming of age, but... And it also, cool. ha- the main character is sort of like a journalist, writer type of character. So, like, I, I like those type of characters in movies. Mm-hmm. Like That sounds cool. Did I you will, like... Uh, um, definitely check it out. Is there a reason why you made the main character, like, a... a journalist or writer is because you like connect with that you know what yeah yeah i think i wanted him to be a creative type i want him to be look the kind of um introvert who kind of looks inward and um the shy quiet type and when i think of those people i think of writers you know yeah so i I, or that's a cat (laughs) that's my cat yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's um it's time to feed him actually because it's nine here okay you're on the east coast where are you at it's 10 i'm at uh I'm in the East Coast, in Delaware. Oh, okay, cool. Um, We're in uh, Chicago. I'm just t- uh, six miles out of the city of Chicago. So. Okay. Who's in the background? That is, uh, you remember Cat from the film? That's uh, Katie Binkley. That's my girlfriend. Uh, she's, uh, you know, the candy guy's wife in the film. Oh. Yeah. Dude. Who gets caught with uh, Fire Tank Frank? Dude, Fire That's, Tank uh... Frank though. Shouts out to Ty- <laughs> Fire Tank Frank, the blue collar. Yes, the uh, you know the common man. <laughs> yeah, the common. He man. was great. He never did any acting like before that. Really, surprisingly, Ryan O'Hara. Uh, and then we brought him on, and he just killed it. I think everybody loves him in that movie. I I I'd love him. I, he's um he's up there in my favorite characters. I would say top three characters is. Um, the interventionist, the uh, main alcoholic, and then Fire Tank Frank. Oh, I like it. So you got yeah. uh, Liam Henry and and Frank. That's uh, a good trio right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that we covered all all we got to cover. Um, yeah, I'd love to check out every everything that we we got ready for me to check out. You gave me a lot of links but also information about how everything was made and stuff and i'm hype i feel like if you want to see something like if you're just like a casual viewer and want to see something cool like if you really like the office and parks and recreation like this has a good audience and i feel like a lot of people like could mess with this or watch it with like their family you know what i mean like, yeah enjoy it. it's not like completely a family movie but like, sure. you could watch. If you got it with a like cool a family, people. you could watch it with your family. Like certainly. if you're like a older, like if you're like a teenager that's older, you could watch it with your parents. Yeah, family. definitely, definitely. And um, thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. This was great. It was good conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. It'll probably be released around Friday the eighth or something. Okay, um, I'll uh, I'll make some posts about it in uh on Instagram and uh, Twitter and stuff ahead of time. And uh, it'll be good. So Friday? Friday it'll be released. All right. I will mark my calendar. I'll tell you when I start recording. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Bye. Bye. So if you want to hear some audio books and you really don't feel like opening that dirty paper back book or dirty hardcover book you know and you're just you just not you don't have the time to really open books and carry them around with you well if you like podcasts or you like music just get on audiobook and you can do that by joining audible click the link in the description
and you'll get a one month free trial of Audible. And you can also support the channel by joining through that link. That link is audibletrial.com slash Mike Media Inc. Or you can just click it down below. You'll get one month free trial of Audible. And um, there's different type of subscriptions you can get there. There's the $15 a month one, $8 a month one. The $15 month one has more books available. The $8 month one does not really have that much books available. But yeah, definitely check out the Audible you know, subscription and also support the channel by joining through the link audibletrial.com slash Inc. Or just click it in the description of this video or podcast. Thank you. If you want to make the move into spending money digitally, use Cash App. You can send and receive money with the app and invest in stocks and Bitcoin. Bitcoin's doing pretty fucking well right now. I don't know anything about it, but I know that through this app you can invest in it. I don't know what that means. That just means that you potentially could make a lot of money. Sure, do it, I guess, if you want. <laughs> Try using my code and you'll get $5 when you join with the app. Like, if you already have it, this ad does not apply to you. The code is VZPM. W H J or you just click the link in the description and you'll support the channel and be able to digitally spend and receive money and also invest in all that shit. Just click the link, um, the cash app link there. This um only works if you have like a phone or something like that. Um and you get five dollars when you join through that code and also we get some money from that as well. Um yeah, thanks. If you want to support the channel, do that. Click that link, join Cash App. If you want to get some hoodies, t-shirts, or masks, check out Good Vibes Clothing. You can support the channel by using the code HASS at checkout and getting 10% off of your order. But also, using that code will support the channel monetarily. You can get some cool hoodies from this website. Um, the website is gvclothing.weebly. That's two E's. Dot com, or just click the link in the description of this video or podcast. At checkout, use code HASS, H-A-S-S, 10% off. And you can also support the channel by getting a discount and saving money. The owner of this company is a friend of mine. is a local Delawarean, uh, you know, artist and he's really trying to build his brand up so definitely show him some love if you're a local Delaware person or you are a fan of small independent businesses and small entrepreneurs and want to support small entrepreneurs definitely support the good vibes clothing and also you could support me if you're a fan of my content so check it out gvclothing.weebly.com at checkout use code HASS 10% off and you'll support the channel thank you if you want to get some awesome merch, click the link in the description and you can get this merch board, or you could just look up teespring.com slash stores slash Mike dash has dash merch and you can get some merchandise from the channel or just click it in the description. It's probably easier. And um, yeah, we got some, we got a, a shirt with the Mike Media Inc. logo on it and the Hascast logo on the back. Or you got like a Hascast fanny pack. You got Mad Snake merch if you're a fan of that channel, which I also managed to. You can also get a mug and you can also get a, a fanny pack as well that says Mike Media Inc. on it. Mike Media Inc. cloth face mask. All of this is reasonably priced. 
uh, the cheapest thing to buy is a mug. And yeah, just definitely check it out, support the channel, and represent Mike Mini Inc. And represent this awesome content. You know, some guy is going to be walking down the street and he's going to be like, uh, what's the shirt that you're wearing? And, they're gonna, and you're going to be like, oh, it's the Mike Hass merch. Oh, you don't know who Mike Hass is? You're gonna, you're, like, you're gonna be like making people look stupid for not watching this amazing fucking content, okay? That's what you gotta fucking do. You gotta make people look stupid for not watching these fucking videos because that's how fucking good they are. Or podcasts. Yeah. Buy the merch. You know the vibes. If you want to get some fake movie props to either prank your friends or use them in mu music videos or use them in movies or something like that check out viceprops.com you can use the code hascash at checkout for 10% off use the referral code in the link below use that code and at checkout Use code hashcash and hashcash and get ten percent off any order. You know the vibes. Hope everything's doing well, and be sure to support the channel by getting some vice props, fake money. If you use that code, it will help the channel monetarily. Thank you. Listen, if you want to support the channel monthly and also get some cool content behind the scenes unreleased content or just get discounts on clothing and stuff like that and also have little text updates that are besides the ones that you see on my website you can subscribe to me on patreon it's patreon.com slash mike media inc three dollars a month and you get to see some cool never before seen content i post there about two to three times weekly and um i'm very consistent and also if a video gets removed off of youtube for copyright purposes i'll put it up there you know what i mean and um, i'm always trying to engage with the community and stuff like that you get access to the thriving discord um which is a beautiful thriving discord and uh, you know it's a good community thing we got a lot of chat going on so yeah definitely check out the Mike Media Inc. Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Mike Media Inc. $3 a month. You know the vibes.